Well, good day, everyone. Welcome to episode 17 of the Tech Chit Chat Show. My name is Ken, and you can find me on Northern Viking Every Day and Northern Viking Explorer on YouTube. I'm here with my co-host, Stephen Loney, on YouTube and 8-Bit Warrior on Twitter. Good morning, Stephen. How are you doing today? Good morning, Ken. I am doing well. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Another Tuesday morning stream. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot of different things we want to chat about today. Um, some of them, the Switch OLED, some cool VR lenses. We've got Facebook audio and podcasts, a new Apple event coming, Windows 11 and AMD, and GPUs. So we've got a few topics we're going to be chatting about today. I'm excited for this episode. How was your weekend? Weekend was good. We actually spent it together, did we not? We you did. Guys. It's a long weekend here in Canada. It was yeah. Canadian Thanksgiving, so um, yeah. we, we had got some to turkey, eat turkey and turkey together. Yes, we did. It was good. <laughs> talk tech. Yeah, we can't help we got but to talk about. We got to chit chat about tech in person, which is nice. In, in person, yes. Yeah. yeah. So it was uh, a good weekend, and mm -hmm. back to the grind. Yeah, back to the grind. So, all right, have you recovered from the turkey yet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't I did I did not go for seconds uh, this Thanksgiving, so no. I'm okay. I recovered. It's I think it's you the Thanksgivings recovered. where you have seconds or thirds that you probably struggle. But, the seconds kill you. It's the thirds that put you to death. <laughs> and then and then the uh, excess. And then desserts. all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, there's dessert. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I not feel so good? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we spent a, quite a bit of time this weekend playing around with your new camera as well. Uh, yeah, we did. We got to use that, the one that I'm using right now. The uh, so, A6100 I got, I think. Yeah, Sony yeah, A6100. So. And then the new lens. And Yeah, it's been really and cool. And you picked up a um, polar filter too, I think, for it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we happened so. to find a good deal on the polar filter, which is really cool. So. Yeah, so... And then we geeked out and and uh, played around with settings for a few hours. <laughs> oh yeah, just <laughs> I like that. That's fun. <laughs> not, not everybody likes settings, but uh, settings can be fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, well, shall we dive right into it today? Sure. All right. So first up, we are going to be talking the new Switch OLED. And I just happened to have That's one right. in my hands right here. Um, wow, that looks pretty. So I did pick this up on Friday. They're sold out everywhere. And I went to a whole bunch of stores and I called um, EB Games or GameStop. And they're like, I heard through the grapevine that Toys R Us still might have some. So I went over to Toys R Us and sure enough, everybody else was sold out online everywhere. And I picked one up. Um, from Toys R Us. So it might be hard to see over the screen here, but it's got the OLED screen. It's seven inches in size versus the previous 6.2 on the um, previous ver version of Switch. And um, the display quality, you saw it this weekend, Stephen. You yeah. it looked pretty good. Yeah, but even, even through the camera there, I can tell that uh, it's a pretty sharp image because when you turn it and stuff, it's not really, um, it, it looks the same pretty much. Like, yeah. It looks really good. I think the biggest thing cutting back on the brightness right now is I have a big light up here that's shining on it. Um, yeah. So 
And the other cool thing, these are my two biggest favorite things, is the new kickstand here is right. large. So if you have the previous yeah. version of Switch, it's just a tiny little kickstand. This one is a multi-angle big kickstand, which makes it very smooth to, right. to put on your desk and use. So um, really that's happy a, with that's that. That's a lot so better than the previous, previous kickstand. Yeah, so... It definitely is the pre my son has the previous version and the kickstand is just tiny yeah and it pops off all the time and it's hard for to keep it staying up so these are currently running MSRP on them is three forty nine ninety nine it comes in the traditional I'll call it blue and red or teal and pink candle or Joy Cons or you can get it now in the new white and black version as well which is kind of cool. Um, is that MSRP? Is that Canadian or American prices there? That's U.S. pricing. Yeah. That's US so pricing. Uh, yeah, so three forty nine. They're four forty nine here in Canada. They're supposed to be anyway. That's what I paid. Okay. Um, so three forty nine U.S. on that. And again, yeah, the seven inch OLED screen. Um, yeah. You can see the new wide adjustable stand. So um, I think that's a big perk on it. I, it's absolutely. If you're someone who wants it on the on the desk or the table and want to play it, that's mm -hmm. it's significantly better that way. The other thing is it has um, 64 gigs of built-in storage versus 32, so they doubled that up. Right. And it comes with the docking station comes with built-in LAN port. So I think before you could buy an adapter for LAN. Um, right. So if you are wanting to connect it. To land for online gaming um make sure you grab this one it's not i think it's about 50 dollars more than the previous version and if you're making a decision between the two um if you don't have one it's probably worth the upgrade now if you're sh if you already have the other switch um <laughs> it's probably a hard upgrade like it's you know the game performance is probably i'd imagine similar or the same yeah um, so it's fairly pricey if you already have one to upgrade, Yeah. but if you don't have one, I think it's worth the upgrade. So, or, or, or just worth the purchase in general. Yeah, no, they're great. And yeah. we have, we have two switches in our house now. So, um, right. It's, uh, you guys, I think have two in your household as well. Yeah, so we do. Between... We have the, the original switch and the switch light. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, um, enhanced audio as well. They're saying so better right. audio in it so yeah happy with that um i actually hadn't planned on buying one until i i forgot they were coming out to be honest and okay that day i saw oh they're out and i saw best buy online said they'd had some and then by the time i got there they were sold out after work so right. um yeah but i managed to find one so i'm happy yeah it's interesting how the little the little thing's kind of a big deal like just the kickstand it being like just way more functional because because with the original one you you can't you can't adjust it to variable heights can you or variable no i think it's one angle and it's um you just it's fairly flimsy so it just comes yeah. out to one angle yeah and so it's just kind of like defeating the purpose of it because he yeah the new design just seems way better way more comfortable um especially mm -hmm. if you're playing with like I can see just being way better if you're playing with multiple people on the same screen. Having just the yeah. one is just awkward, kind of. I don't know. It just no, just, for, just seems better design. And uh, I um, agree. It's definitely far more sturdy. And yeah. um, the other thing I should mention, size-wise, 
let me go back here so you guys can see. For you on the podcast, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so the size-wise, it's virtually identical in size. So um, the previous one is about three millimeters, roughly smaller, maybe um, somewhere probably between an eighth of an inch or a quarter inch. Um, this one is a little bit larger. So just to give you an idea, um, so if you weren't putting them side by side, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. So for, for size-wise. But the bevels are smaller, so it got a bigger screen that way. Right, right. So, yeah, so that's the new Switch OLED. Excited to uh, get some games playing here. And apparently um, N64 games are supposed to be coming to the Switch soon if you have the yeah. Nintendo whatever it's called. <laughs> I, should, I should know what this is called. Um, the Nintendo Online thing. Whatever it's called, when you pay that, <laughs> I can't remember either right now. I, I haven't used it. Yeah. So if you pay that, um, right now you get Nintendo and Super Nintendo, and I think there's going to be an upgrade so you can get N64 games on it as well, a whole bunch of them. So. Yeah. All right, let's dive over to our next topic: the Canon dual fisheye lens. Yes. And all of you are wondering what this is. Um, you have a VR headset, don't you? I, for the PlayStation 4, I do. You have yes. a PlayStation one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my nephew has the Oculus. That's the Facebook one, I think. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. And so they are more prevalent out there. Mm -hmm. So Cre Canon has created the new Canon dual fisheye lens for its new VR video system. <laughs> it, looks, it looks cool. It looks cool. You know what it looks like? Do you remember mm. the movie Short Circuit? Yeah, Johnny with Five the little is alive. Johnny Five. It looks like yeah. his eyes. <laughs> Must get input. <laughs> input. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> so this is for recording VR and AR. Right. And don't get me to explain the difference. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, we won't go We're there. not going to go there. No. Because <laughs> we'll just no. be lost and everybody's going to leave. Um, <laughs> so this lens, it's dual lens in one lens. And right. it's functional with the, um, the Canon R5, which is an 8K camera. So right. what that looks like is that one right there. That's the Canon R5. Right. And... Um, so you need that camera for it to work. I'm assuming eventually there'll be other cameras that this will work with. Um, but it essentially allows you to record in VR on that and AR. And I yeah. am assuming this would be for different companies who want to create that sort of thing. Now, the cool thing is there are plugins as well. Um, it was saying, oh, that's a cool shot of it, actually. Um, but there are plugins for Adobe Premiere apparently now, so you can edit the content for VR with this. Right. So that's kind of cool. Which is a big deal, so that the workflow is there. You know, you don't just have mm -hmm. the hardware without a solution. There's the hardware and the software solution already ready to go. Yeah. Because um, it would be a pain if this existed and there wasn't software. Then you would have to have like companies making their own software, which is expensive. How do you work with it? Um, yeah. So that's a big deal. I was just considering like the, the, 
the savings this probably is for like certain studios and stuff because mm-hmm. the alternative because the pricing for this is uh, roughly two thousand dollars American yeah which is, in the world of cameras and stuff and professional industry is cheap yeah like, this is no. this is cheap even for even for entry level for and possibly even hobby level for those who have a bit of spare money this is accessible <laughs> yeah like i'm just saying for not like for myself so, i can't <laughs> okay let's let's just say this so the r5 is um i think about 3900 us so you're yeah. pulling up on six thousand dollars for this set yeah. um the camera and the lens yeah so it's not like you're going out and getting this for 500 bucks it's no pretty he- it's still a hefty in price but like you say if you're a business or you're someone into like creating that sort of content i think that's a bargain yeah and because the alternative like i haven't i don't know it but i, I feel like the alternative to this stuff is like thirty thousand dollar plus setups like i feel like oh, you either yeah so yeah. when you look at the price difference you're probably looking either getting this or a thirty thousand dollar plus setup somewhere and yeah. suddenly it suddenly it's actually possible for people who don't have huge budgets to actually get into VR yeah. recording. Um, and um, some of the things that they're talking about in this article are um, companies starting to do like VR wedding recording. Oh, um, yeah. Journalism, sports. Yeah. Um, training videos and different events. So um, yeah, like if you could watch sort of a VR um wedding that would be kind of cool yeah it could be i'd like to see some cool like i think this could be really well used it'll be interesting to see so one thing i want to know is if you do film with it can you also get a a good standard regular shot from it as well like yeah can you have your vr but can you also have your like can it so uh in the article i was reading i think there's kind of so the focus is slightly different on each of them. Okay. But there is like an Allen key thing somehow that you can adjust the focus so they're the same. Okay. I don't oh, want to go too in depth of how that might work, but right. I could see the potential that you could somehow still use it in other modes yeah. and, and things as well. So I just mean is is that could you take your VR footage and repurpose it for those who don't have VR setups and use the same footage and have it like reasonable? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's good to say. Good to know. So, because or... if I was the only photographer for a wedding, I don't want to commit myself to a VR lens because then everyone, you know, if I don't get no, good footage. You'd, I would say you probably need two photographers then at the yeah, wedding. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like if yeah. you're going solo, I wouldn't want to be doing a VR thing. But. You can put it on your head, and then <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that wouldn't look weird at all. No. <laughs> Need more input. Yeah, yeah. input. <laughs> Johnny Five. <laughs> awesome. Anyway, so this seems really cool. Um, yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if we end up seeing this like actually being used and it'll probably sell well within its within its target market so yeah i think so as well and everybody's just like scratching their heads going what are you guys talking about johnny five is alive and well all right (laughs) let's move on (laughs) next up facebook audio 
I think this is already being tested and used in the US. I checked my phone here in Canada this morning. I did not have access to Facebook audio. Although I'm probably not on the most up-to-date Facebook app on my phone. Right. So let me pull this article up here. So Facebook is launching an audio hub in the US for podcasts, live audio, and short form audio clips. Now, I think this is their attempt to um, rival Clubhouse, which has grown very quickly in the US, um, as well as having podcasts in Facebook and short form audio clips. I think this is pretty cool. Like I have started, I listen to quite a few podcasts um, and have them available on a different platform. It might be, might be handy. Maybe eventually we'll end up on Facebook audio podcasts. Yeah. So at first glance this, so first off, I had never heard of Clubhouse before today. Oh, you hadn't? Okay. No, this is new to me and it's like, what is Club? Like, so... No idea. This is new to me. And trying to go over these things, to me, initially, this feels like a mess. Like, initially, when I'm trying to perceive, it's like, okay, so it's just audio, and it's podcasts, it's short clips, and it was another thing. I'm trying to figure out, oh, live, like a live room? So you just, like... So, um, I'm going to probably butcher this, but let me explain what Clubhouse kind of is. It started out on Apple products... And you can get it on um, Android until recently, but I let's call it like live stream audio. Yeah. Okay. Podcasts where you go and people talk about a topic for a, an hour or two or shorter or whatever it is, and these rooms fill up as a live stream kind of for audio. Is, Simplified is, is in a nutshell. Yeah. Is it open to other people to, to jump in and talk who are? in that room that's a good question i haven't actually tried it i would imagine there's some opportunity to answer ask questions and that sort of thing yeah Um, because that would be cool like that that would kind of makes yeah so it's so i just feel like it's like a zoom call without the video and it's i don't know i i just it makes sense it makes sense but yeah yeah uh i i think it's a I mean, everybody's trying to compete with everybody. So, of course, YouTube with shorts, competing with TikTok. And I, everybody has their little thing that they try to, uh, to implement so, to compete, right? So, in a, in a nutshell, so for us, it'd be interesting because it, it would make the podcasts more accessible for people to find them. Yeah, I think so. Like, we should really look into if we can get our podcast on here. Um, so it might more highlight podcasts in general for people to the Facebook platform is one. Mm-hmm. Um, two, the audio shorts is interesting. Um, yeah. I'm not really into shorts that much. I think I'm conflicted. Video shorts? Yeah. Or, uh, like the audio shorts would be the one that I... Like if people are just going to start telling a joke for 15 seconds in audio format, I don't really... I, I don't know not needing that but like i um it's it funny because like the... that's that's the one that i thought was actually a valid use case oh really <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just want my 15 second joke for the day <laughs> i'm done <laughs> yeah well i guess <laughs> need a sensible chuckle <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so the live audio room apparently um, officially launched in June in the U.S. And some public figures have already um, started to use it apparently. So, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm only going to say the ones I know. Miley Cyrus, Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you start with Miley Ray Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just say there's, you can read the article yourself. There's a whole bunch of people who. <laughs> the only ones I know, Miley Cyrus and Russell Wilson, are, uh, have started. So um, <laughs> the link is in the description. Go check it out for yourself. We're going we're gonna to carry on now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I think it's a cool option. It's coming to a Facebook account near you if you don't already have it already if you are on youtube we don't have it here i don't have it yet in canada if you do have it check your phone and leave us a comment whether you have it or not because i'd like to know um if you have it and if you do have it if you are using it i'd love love to also hear from you if you are using it so um that would be good to know all right next up oh i hear some uh crying in the background but yeah. we're all good <laughs> there's a, there's a there's a little one who's probably a little cranky this morning. So. Ah, that's all good. So yeah, we'll just uh, we'll just ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Apple event. <gasps> all right. So not only did we have our major Apple event a few weeks ago, there's another one coming up next Monday, the Apple event on October 18th at 10 a.m. Pacific time, where Apple is expected to announce. These are rumors, mind you the new M1X chip and a new version of their OS called Monterey. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be supposed to be more of a computer-based Apple event, not a phone right. or watch-based Apple event, but yeah, a computer-based Apple event. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so again, the M1X and the Monterey OS are expected to be announced. Um, mm -hmm. There's not a lot of details yet on this. What are your thoughts there, Stephen? Do you have any? Um, I know you were kind of looking at... Yeah, so it seems that the M1 chips are quite good for what they are, for the mobile area, mm -hmm. for phones and um, light, like notebooks and like ultra-thins and things like that. Apparently, mm -hmm. they're very, very good. And they seem to really introduce that, like... <sighs> faster performance cores with efficient cores for battery efficiency and performance, which is really good. So yeah, it looks like they are, seems like they might be pushing it for the more desktop kind of version of it now, which should be much beefier. Um, from this one CNET article, they're saying that it's rumored to be, um, I think it was 10 cores. So they would have eight performance cores with two energy efficient cores for background yeah. tasks and light tasks and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see how this stacks up against the more mobile line and see if they really are able to push out desktop performance. Um, mm -hmm. It seems that Intel has been pushing back. Um, it seems that Intel seems confident that they're able to push back with what Apple's presenting. Um, so I don't know what behind the scenes Intel's got going on, but they don't seem scared at least, at least in the marketing front. Yeah. Um, but it... I just think it's neat. Um, I think it's cool to have these computers with. I like seeing performant cores with with efficient cores. Um, yeah. I think that's a neat thing. You, you can have a couple dedicated cores taking care of background OS tasks, and it doesn't get in the way of your main applications. That's cool. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So on on the CPU side, I'm just curious to see how it stacks up day to day on desktop against real world applications like video editing and stuff like that. Yeah. And all these kind of things. How does it stack up? Um, yeah, and 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 on the other sense too, with with the competition from like Intel and AMD pushing pushing back and trying to create their own versions yeah. of this, of having this efficiency and performance and ba- that balance, and I'm kind of intrigued by that kind of um, yeah push. So, and just as much as that, I'm kind of interested in just seeing what this new Monterey Mac OS is. Okay, is it just because Windows 11 launched last week and how are are they i don't know are they are they is this just a minor upgrade or is there something big that they're just so they can try and steal away from the thunder of windows 11 coming in last week and can i make a terrible guess yeah go ahead so i feel like windows 11 looks more like mac oh i do too and what happens (laughs) if what happens if monterey looks more like windows (laughs) what if they just Swap. All of a sudden, all of Mac's icons in their taskbar in the bottom the bottom left. left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just like more square design. Yeah. Like you, it's just, maybe I'd move to... No, I don't know. I just That'd be funny, but... <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that would be good. So um, hopefully we'll, we'll unpack this a little bit more next week when mm-hmm. we do our, our podcast here. Um, this this just was something we added this morning because we saw it popped up. So um, yep. we'll have to wait and see what's coming on October the 18th. Now, let's uh, flip over here to Windows 11 and AMD performance. So there mm. are some rumors. I shouldn't even say rumors. No, not rumors. There it's are reports. Confirmed. Yeah, yep. confirmed reports um, causing dips in performance on Ryzen CPUs up to 15% in certain applications. Now, I did upgrade to Windows 11. I do have a Ryzen 7 5800X. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I've been had a really busy week, so I haven't had time to do any kind of like performance checks um, to see if I notice any, any differences. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... It'll be, I'm sure they're working on a fix for this. Um, yeah. From some of the testing that they did here, I believe it was PC Gamer, They the testing they did, they didn't notice any difference. Um, yeah. So their chip might not have been included in the... In the well, uh, the, that that or the use cases they tested just weren't affected. Yeah. Um, because it is related apparently to the L3 cache on the, on the processor. Okay. And the L3 cache is like a really small memory um, chip on basically, yeah, it's a small amount of memory on the CPU, which is really, 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 really fast. So it's mm-hmm. able to store um, the cache on the CPU often stores that like highly accessed little pieces of data. So it doesn't have to go back to the main system memory, which is much slower, relatively speaking. So for like gaming, for in gaming, the games might try to cache certain little bits of data to. Um, the processor so it can do a quick lookup of that data and yeah. so if it can't properly read from the cache it now has to look back to the main memory to get the data and that adds um, a performance hit okay um, and apparently amd cpus are benefit from high memory speed reads so okay. so including the cache um so 
so I have to laugh because you you have a new computer set up, and you even if you did testing, I don't think you would even notice a difference because even if your computer took the full fifteen percent hit in performance, it'd still be much faster than your previous computer. So, yeah, no, for sure. So <laughs> how would you? You wouldn't even be like, I can't tell the difference because you're still going to be like way faster than your previous setup. Yeah. Um, so your worst case scenario is still fine. Like, yeah, it, it, it's okay. Uh, yeah. If you if you are running like a f- just like a straight four core AMD with no hyper threading, like a more lower end, you may feel it more. But yeah. you already and it could potentially cause maybe maybe there's like stuttering issues in certain gaming performances if there's like a mm-hmm. cache issue and it can't. I don't know. Maybe there's the bigger issue for me for gaming wouldn't be the fifteen percent drop, but any kind of like hitching and stuttering um, caused by it would be the yeah. bigger issue in my case. Um, yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah, they are working on a fix. Um, yeah, it says coming later this month. There yeah. it is in the works for later this month. So, yeah, um, yeah I think but that'll I, be. I don't think it's an issue worth holding off updating for, especially if your system's already like a six core, eight core system. I think you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, unless you have some super need to need all that power on the chip, or unless it's causing weird hitching and stuttering. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other, yeah. the, sorry, go ahead. Oh, and I, I think I mean. I think there'll be a lot of Windows 11 updates in the next few months. Just there's going to find all sorts of bugs. I'm sure that they'll be updating all the time on there. So yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say the the other uh, issue apparently was the uh, prefer how they assign a preferred core, where it'll try to find like the fastest core to run. Um, yeah, it just tries to find like the, the fastest core that maybe to run certain tasks on, and that okay. wasn't working properly as well apparently. Okay. Um, in some cases, in some cases for some chips, so that also was adding to the issue on top of the caching issue, and yeah. um, but overall it should be fine in a month or two. And yeah, they'll get it sorted. I haven't yeah. had any problems with Windows 11 on my end. Um, yeah. I know my son had some Bluetooth connection problems, but yeah. I'm sure it'll all get sorted out pretty quick here. So. All right, let's uh, move on. GPU MSRP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who knew that, That I guess, a year later, a year into this, that pricing would still be through the roof and going up? And, yeah, for, for your graphics cards. Yeah. I mean, it's... yeah. It, it looked good for a bit there like it was going to improve but uh current reports uh sounds like things are not improving in the recent near future no well that's just it like they're actually um the msrps have gone up again or like percentage of msrp i should say so um from like the AMD cards from 174 to 183 and the NVIDIA mm-hmm. cards from 170% of MSRP to 172. Um, they're, I mean, they're still extremely difficult to find. You um, recently, you recently felt the effects of this having to buy, you bought a 3060. Yeah. And I had to buy that off. I, it was either Craigslist or Facebook marketplace. I had to go buy one. Um, because I built a computer and the only thing I couldn't get my hands on I even asked you to go line up at Best or to go to Best Buy for me one day when they were supposed to have them, and you said it was ri- lined up around like yeah. the whole Best Buy, and it's like, oh, I guess that's not happening. So 
and it was a really hot day. I didn't want to stand up there for you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, to be honest, I bought one from somebody and I got the receipt and everything. And they only, I should say only, they marked it up about $100 from what they paid for it. So, yeah. I still wasn't overly gouged on it. But the pricing that he paid was still much higher than the original MSRP yeah. of these cards. So... Yeah. It's uh yeah. You you paid <clears throat> you paid for a 3060. I think what you should you should have got like a 3070 or 3080 pretty much. A 3070. Yeah. yeah. You should have you should have got a 3070. Maybe a 3070 kind of like TI, I don't know if they exist yet, but like that kind of range for the price you got. Yeah. Um, but what do you do? I'm not going to wait a whole year to use my computer either, so um Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I I mean, there are different companies building more plants and different things, but the shortages of GPUs and chips and everything—it's not just in the computer market. You're seeing it in like um, building of cars. There's all sorts of things that are struggling with getting components, mm -hmm. and. Um, yeah, it's, and, it's and this, not really this, good. <laughs> and this goes outside of this topic a little bit, but part of me wonders if we're seeing also the effects of inflation, and that could just be also a part of it. People, I, I don't know. It, it This could, because it feels like pricing and other stuff is going up too, beyond computer tech yeah. as well. Even my coffee seems more expensive lately. So, oh, well, well, groceries, um, it keeps on the news all the time. It's like groceries have gone up, and I'm, yeah. I noticed that. And, yeah. uh so this could be more than the computer tech pricing and chip shortage. It could be uh, more factors when we look at a whole. So, yeah, um, yeah, maybe maybe just prices are going to stay high, and they may, maybe they'll won't go back to where they were. Mm -hmm. But maybe the minimum wage will be hiked up, so stuff just keep, keeps looking bad. But it's actually relatively not. I don't know. Yeah. That's more getting into theoretical stuff there. But yeah, well, minimum wage just went up here. It's, yeah. In BC, I think it's just over 15 or like $15 an hour. McDonald's is paying $17.50 right by our house. So they have a big sign. All the McDonald's in Kelowna. Really? $17.50. So hmm. um, they can't find anybody. So, yeah. <laughs> and, okay, I'm not admitting right. to going to McDonald's, but someone <laughs> I know, someone I know that looks like me went to McDonald's the other night at um, like 7 o'clock. And yeah. the dining room was closed because they couldn't, they don't have enough staff to run it. They have to, you have to go through the drive through And that's the biggest one in town, like across from the mall. Wow. It might've been eight o'clock. It was like, but it wasn't like nine or 10. So it was yeah. McFlurry, McFlurry time of day. I'm just going to say the last <laughs> time I, McFlurry time of day. I may have, may or not have been there, but I had a McFlurry. This guy I know. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny? I was just listening to you now, and I thought you were seriously talking about a guy who looked like you who went to McDonald's, and you realized you're talking about yourself. I'm a little <laughs> slow this morning. I thought you were going to talk about your doppelganger in some... Anyway. <laughs> oh, awesome. Anyway. GPU MSRP. Anyway. Uh, yeah. With that said, I effect, it's affecting me because I, I also want to get my hands on like a, a 2000 series or 3000 series GPU, and it's making it difficult mm -hmm. right now to find one for a reasonable price it's hard making it worth upgrading from the current 1070 i have yeah and 
I'm, I'm with a 1070, it's a good card, but I'm looking for to make a bit of a jump. And this current pricing is making it hard. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, I don't know. We'll just have to wait it out and yeah. win the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> you have to play their lottery to win the lottery. Yeah, so yeah. We're not winning, are we? <laughs> <laughs> On that note, our question of the week is, are you on the hunt for a new GPU? Well, maybe I'll answer first. I was on the hunt for a new GPU and I had to go buy one off the, uh, off the marketplace. Yeah. You, Steven, you just said you are on the hunt, but not at the price point. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only way that I could get one now is if I sell my 1070 for a high price and pay and the line up at Best Buy. <laughs> And I have a Best Buy. Yeah. <laughs> Else. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah. But otherwise, I, I am on the hunt for like a, a, a 3060 yeah. as well. Kind of that price range. So, yeah. But as the thing I had to hunt for first, as you know, is I had to find a oh. replacement for my computer because my motherboard yeah. was like dying. So I had to find a, I, I was on the hunt for a new motherboard for a 20... 2011 CPU, which is really old, and <laughs> but it works well. So, but yeah. I'm picking that up. So, I'm picking that up today, a new replacement for that. So, um, I had to down a CPU, but GPU, I'm on the hunt for. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, are you on your laptop now, or are you on that other desktop? I'm on my backup desktop. Yeah. Backup desktop. Backup desktop. So, yeah. It, lo- it looks good. So looks the same. Look, no one knows the look, difference when you. <laughs> you look all fancy today with your, <laughs> your computer. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let us know if you are on the hunt for a GPU or if you have stock at your local uh, local electronics store. Um, yeah. They're hard to get here in Canada anyway. And yeah. yeah, leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on social media. Um, all the links are below in the description. Any final thoughts today, Stephen? Yeah, one last thing. Again, we want to uh, upgrade to the 1080p streaming as soon as we have 100 subscribers. Yes. So if anyone out there could help us push to 100 subscribers so we can live stream at 1080p and higher fidelity, all of that and kind make, of stuff. You can see our beautiful faces in higher def. <laughs> Pros like and cons. The- <laughs> now now nobody's gonna subscribe <laughs> we we only watch audio we don't want to see you <laughs> that's 100 subscribers on youtube yep um we can't do high def audio sorry <laughs> we can't do high def video on the podcast but nope. you can listen to us our our fancy voices mm-hmm. and then um yeah we'll go from there (laughs) awesome well that was episode 17 of the tech chit chat show thank you so much for joining us today again remember to like subscribe help us get to 1080p and enjoy us on all the podcasts out there too many to name thank you for watching and listening until next time take care